Macworld Podcast number 67, Special Edition, January 12th, 2007. Hi, I'm your host, Macworld Senior Editor Chris Breen, welcoming you to the fifth of our Macworld Expo Special Edition podcasts. We wrap up a frantic week of activity at San Francisco's Macworld Expo. As usual, it's been a busy, rewarding, and okay, exhausting week for everyone involved, but we're not quite done. Stay tuned for more of our coverage of the most important Apple event of the season. And now some audio highlights from today's sessions at the Macworld booth. This is the Expo uh, wrap-up with um, Christopher Breen, well, me first, Jim Dalrymple from Macworld. Christopher Breen, senior editor from Macworld and Playlist, and that's it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Sean King, the host of the wonderful Your Mac Life. Thank you very much. We and Adam X. Oh, oh, he is here. He always and, makes a dramatic entrance. Yeah, and, and the very late Adam X. <laughs> oh, he's right on time. Oh, nice. Yeah, Adam's going to tear the booth apart now. Yeah. Well, we only have to hold it together for another couple hours, and then it's coming down anyway. Hey, if I'm I'd like to help in any way I can. So so I, I've also got a few things here that I'm going to throw out uh, during, the, um, uh, during the presentation. So if we hit you, it's not my fault. I've given you warning. He's very accurate. <laughs> I throw overhand, not under. Uh, so we wanted to get a group of people together uh, to talk about, now that everybody has been around the show, what we've seen, what we've liked, um, and the news of the week. And we, we, we've got some, some very good people here. We wanted to invite Sean because Sean is probably one of the most outspoken people in the, uh, the whole Mac industry. Um, Sean doesn't even let me get off with anything. Corners me in his show, says nasty things about me, and Sean is my friend. <laughs> it's kind of like having another wife. Just, I can't get away with anything with him. But it's good. So, I want to start with Sean. Tell us what you think the big thing was. I have seen the second coming, and it is iPhone. That's all anybody can talk. I mean, first of all, it's all, all that was really announced was, was the iPhone on the show floor. And it's really for a lot of vendors has brought the vibe down because folks were excited, but they, they can't get it. So a lot of folks are wanting the show floor going, oh, what's cool? What's interesting? I think the story of this Macworld Expo is something that you folks might not even notice, but we as grizzled old veterans of Macworld Expos have noticed is Paul Kent took over as the vice president for Macworld Expo, and this show has been better run, more organized for everyone involved, for exhibitors, for speakers. They gave us a $5,000 swag bag as speakers. Normally we get a t-shirt, okay? <laughs> Paul is making it worth the while, not just for you folks on the show floor, but also us as speakers so and, and vendors. You're telling us that Paul Kent is the best thing you've seen at Macworld Expo? Yes. And you should have seen him last night. He was rocking last night, that's right. Adam. No, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I want to go back to Sean for a second. All right. There's been some talk that uh, people are very disappointed 
uh, with the show because it's been all about the iPhone, sure. all about Apple TV, and, and there really wasn't any Mac stuff announced by Apple. Now, when you look at what Apple's done over the past uh, few years, they seem to be moving not away from the Mac, but they seem to be moving in different areas. Yep. Uh, is it people's expectations that they're disappointed with? Or is it actually Apple? I think it's a lack of understanding of the news cycle. I mean, Apple could have announced 10 different things, but you wouldn't have known what any of them were because of the iPhone. The hype around the iPhone was so amazingly huge. It didn't matter what else Apple Apple announced. You folks have to realize that Apple works on a news cycle. And they get so much free PR, they get so much free advertising from CBS News who run a story, from the San Francisco Chronicle who run a story. What they do, they've got, there are new Macs down there in Cupertino. I know this for a fact. They're sitting there in a truck somewhere in Cupertino. When this information dies down about the iPhone, you'll see Apple announce new Macintoshes. And the hype goes back up again. That dies down. They'll announce a ship date for Leopard. And they'll keep doing that over and over and over again for free advertising. So was if it, they had done anything else here at, at Expo, it would have been overshadowed. Was Apple wrong not to to, to throw a bone to, to people with new Macs? Should they have released uh, an upgraded uh, MacBook? Yeah, they should have. But we're not the market that Apple's looking at. They're looking at people who don't come down here to the show floor. iPhone was the story. They stuck to the script. They don't do anything else but the script. These re- rumors you saw, some folks are doing rumor predictions, and they had 15 different items that we're going to announce. They're not paying attention. Apple announces two things at an expo, and that's it. Move on. It's not going to happen. And this is why we have Sean on the panel. <laughs> Adam, uh, your thoughts on the software. I mean, for the past few years, software has been a, a big part of the keynote. You have iLife, you have uh, iWork, and everybody expects that Apple's going to come with a new version of iLife with all these wonderful, great whiz-bang features. There was nothing. There was nothing. There was there, The word leopard did not even appear in the keynote. Um, and and that's, that's indicative because leopard is the linchpin to the whole thing. That basically we're in a situation where we know leopard's going to come out, well, Second, the first half of 2007 is the only date we've ever been promised. And that's a pretty broad time. Um, we knew Leopard wasn't going to be coming out at the show. It's just not ready. And so that, when we, so as soon as we start seeing no Leopard, that informs everything else. Because there are some technologies that have been... Steve Jobs has talked about that are going to be in Leopard, things like core animation, which we actually saw in the keynote, that his copy of keynote, um, running out the keynote, uh, a little tricky there, um, his copy of keynote had animations that were not possible in the current version of keynote under Tiger because it requires that core animation technology. And, but the real thing that we didn't, that the reason we're not seeing iLife and iWork and all that is that time machine. Time Machine is going to require very, very specific support in applications. And if Time Machine support for iPhoto, for instance, is going to be a big deal, it's going to be one of the marquee features of iPhoto 7, we're not seeing iPhoto 7 until Leopard's out. Even if iPhoto 7 does, well, it also runs under, under Tiger, you just lose this feature, they're not, going to, they're not going to ship it before that feature is available. So my money is on late April, early May, that kind of time frame for Leopard and iWork, and iLife, and probably new versions of Aperture and Final Cut Pro, and the works. I mean, our heads are going to be exploding in late spring, early summer. So, Sean, getting back to something that you just said, that Apple is on... Sean. I'm listening. You're Blackberry. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, if I'm, he was using I'm his getting a, you a leopard release date. Hang on. If he was using his iPhone, then he, would, he yeah. wouldn't be... <laughs> 
So, Sean, you were talking looking, about looking the, for the Friday. The, the <laughs> fact that Apple was on a release schedule. Does this mean that we should expect some changes in uh, future years uh, with with Expo? We shouldn't come to expect uh, uh, hardware or software. That that's that's an excellent point. I mean, for those folks who've been around for for a lot of years, I'm surprised you made it too. For those folks who've been around for a long time, you throw that up there. I'm going to hit it back at you. You know this. For those folks who've been around for a long time, expos were, were twice a year. They were in Boston and San Francisco or, or, or New York and San Francisco. And Apple could kind of plan around those release dates. But then Apple started getting into all these other different products, and they started hating those release dates. So Apple stopped. There was that one New York keynote where they didn't announce anything, almost literally didn't announce anything. Apple is now on its release cycle. Apple announces stuff when Apple wants to. If it's ready for a Macworld Expo, good. We'll all have a lot of fun. They'll try to have one or two things available every time for Macworld Expo. We should start expecting product announcements on March 17th, product announcements on July 1st, product what, announcements whenever Apple wants to do it. What a lot of people don't realize is that when you're in the journalism industry, if you're a big enough outlet, um, you'll get these little special invitations from Apple every so often. And so it used to be that Apple would have to make a big announcement at Macworld to get the press to come. But, you know, when you're Steve Jobs and you send someone an invitation, guess what? They show up. So, you know, these, these special announcements have been really handling pretty much everything Apple wants to do with enough press coverage to, to uh, do what Apple's looking for. Apple doesn't need Macworld Expo to get the word out. The, the, the press will come to Apple in Cupertino because Steve Jobs summons them, and they come as the peons and minions that they are, <laughs> will come rushing to Cupertino. Well, I will add this to why we only see a couple of products. I think that probably were products that could have easily been released or announced to this. And I think it was so important for Steve Jobs to compare this new iPhone, which is essentially a brand-new platform for Apple, to, to, I mean, to go up there and compare it to the Macintosh and the iPod takes huge cojones, right? And I don't think he wanted to dilute that message by saying, oh, okay, we think it's really great, devote 15 minutes to it, and then move on. I think the fact that he was willing to talk about nothing else except the Apple TV indicates how strongly he feels about this, that he's underscoring that by saying, this is it. Maybe you don't get it now, but two years from now, you're going to look back on this and say, this really was an historic keynote. And if you look at the Apple TV, in fact, they pre-announced the Apple TV. You know, that that was, I mean, that was unheard of for Apple to do, and yet the, it's a situation where they pre-announce it, you think it's going to be this huge freaking thing, and then it gets 15 minutes. And that's it. And but when you when you step back, when you when you pull yourself out of the reality distortion field, when you think about the the, Mac, the Apple TV, it's cool. It's basically a, a spin on the Airport Express. Yeah. Really, it's an Airport Express that does video and has some storage. It's not that different. And so, you know, as much as we were all sort of led to believe it was going to be the second coming, no, it wasn't the second coming. It was just to whet our appetite and keep our keep our attention off the second coming, which was the iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. So, Chris. Looking at the iPod, Chris is our. Oh, everybody knows Chris, but and he has a Zune. And Chris I do. has a Zune. I can show you. I have it in this bag right here. So, looking at the at the um, the iPhone and the fact that it had an iPod and Jobs, it was very clear during the keynote. Uh, a widescreen video iPod, a phone, an internet communicator. Was it wrong for them to bring out an iPod inside of the phone? Should they have a widescreen iPod that sold separately? No, I think they will. I think, as I say, this is a platform. You know, we're not just talking about it just being a phone that does a lot of cool stuff, but rather this is just a whole, this is version one 
we're going to see a lot more stuff. So, yes, I think there will be an iPod that doesn't have the phone capabilities that you've got now this new. I mean, if you look at the next iPod that's the full-size, big, high-capacity thing, are you going to be satisfied if it's the same screen with the same click wheel, you know, and it's got a higher capacity and maybe, you know, it has a death ray in it or something? No. No. I mean, they, now you now that this I, I, I kind of like the death ray. Okay. Well, Adam was going yeah. for the death ray, so he can get a 5 But the battery life in that thing just sucks. It does. We one only need it once. once. One, yeah. one shot, I'm happy. I'll, I'll recharge. <laughs> but but we want that kind of feature now. We know it exists. We know Apple can do it. And it doesn't have to be on this big, big screen. It could be on a littler big screen. But so, sure, we're going to see an iPod. And maybe we'll even see it before the iPhone because you don't have to clear those FCC hurdles, right? And that's what's delaying the iPhone. And then, okay, let's really look at who the customer is for this phone. Job showed the big chart up here, right? I'm a customer for it. I would be really cool, but I'm not going to give it to my kid. So if you look at all the cell phones sold, okay, let's drop that bar down to about here. Because all these up here, those are you're not buying a $600 cell phone for your kid. If you, if you do, you have more money than cents. But there's still a huge market down here as well. Who's going to use that within that group? Okay, that's a smaller group still because it's not going to work for enterprise because it doesn't support the BlackBerry stuff, right? So then you're moving toward maybe the Palm users. Okay, those are the people you're going to want to move over. That's very attractive to them. What are you going to do eventually about your kids? They're going to make a cheaper version. They'll make it smaller. They'll take some of the features out. And then you've got your $150 phone. And, you know, and then you make one with a much higher capacity so it's a much better iPod because 4 and 8 gigabytes isn't enough for video. But if you make them with 60, 80, 100 gigabytes, yeah. So, I mean, imagine all the products that are going to come down the line based on this one little dinky thing that we'll see in the next couple of years. And what's really key to all of this is that it's running OS 10 underneath the whole thing. That the, the people haven't really, haven't really said this so much, but what's neat about the iPhone is that it's soft. It doesn't have buttons on it. It doesn't have things hard-coded into it. There's been some speculation. No one knows, of course. Um, there's some question about whether or not the radio, the cell phone guts of it, is also what's called a soft radio, where there's some kind of general-purpose transmission receiving, and then the, the, the programming can actually adjust that to all the necessary frequencies and waveforms and all of that. The, more, the softer your, your device the better off you are because you can morph it into numerous directions. You can have software update give you and essentially a new iPhone um, in a year now, you know, when they come out with new features. Now, when you, you I, I talked to a couple of industry analysts yesterday. So those of you who go to Macworld and read the analysis pieces, we sit down with these people and, and grill them like we do with, uh, with Apple. Executives. And so who are these people anyway? And do they know more than we do? That's what I want to know. Well, uh, uh, Sean, can you close your ears for a minute? All right. <laughs> no. La, 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 la. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> When I was talking to them, they, they said that the fact that the iPhone doesn't have uh, the, the keypad may actually be a bad thing when they try and move into uh, the BlackBerry market, if they try and grab some of those customers, because those customers are set in their ways and this is what they want. The fact that uh, the consumer market will accept uh, a screen is not going to be the same, so their market is going to shrink. They, they actually predict that... Uh, the, the Palm and uh, Sony Ericsson are going to be hardest hit by the release of the iPhone. I'm willing to put money on it that they're wrong. The fact is is that the BlackBerry has not been around for so long that if something comes out that's notably better and 
least the reports I've heard from the people who've managed to touch them for a while, is that keyboard is surprisingly good because of the, the really cool predictive um, text entry that Apple's done. It's not just, you know, looking ahead the characters. It's looking at where your finger hits and saying, well, it must have meant this, this one because this is the only letter that makes sense. So that's the kind of thing which is going to make that keyboard cooler than it may seem when just Steve is doing it on, on, on the keynote. And so if that keyboard is good, those people are going to switch. Now, uh, I'm trying to find, I was trying to find a, a date in April where the uh, Leper would probably likely be coming out. I think April 10th is a Tuesday. Apple then releases stuff on Tuesday. Now, watch what I'm trying to do. I have to click once on the BlackBerry for the calendar. Now, I have to click again to get to uh, next month. That's January, again for the next month, the next month. I'm having to do 10 button clicks to get to the date of April 10th. Now, you can imagine how easy that's going to be on the iPhone. When you just click on the calendar, you click next, you click next. You're doing it two-handed, too. The BlackBerry can only do one-handed, for the most part, right-handed. I think... 10 it, button clicks? It, it, to, to get to where I wanted to go on, on April 4th, yes. It's a pain in the butt. But what are you, stupid? I can get there in, like... Or on your BlackBerry? I, I can do that in... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. Let's. But I, we'll, I, have I the, we'll have BlackBerry face off later. I, th- I think BlackBerry folks will switch to the iPhone if it has the functionality, but better, easy to use. Speaking of button clicks, can I just go off topic here for just a second? You're driving Certainly. in your car, as Bruce Springsteen has been known to say, and um, you want to make a call. How are you going to dial your iPhone without no, doing no. this? Nobody mentioned anything about voice recognition on the iPhone. Right? But, it, but it's got Mac OS X in theory, so, so it's it should. Soft, right? It's not like you have to. I mean, you know, the BlackBerry, you're not going to get, if it doesn't have voice recognition or whatever in the in the model that you buy, tough noogies. No, this is soft. Right. If Apple updates it in version 2, you get it. Okay, the fact that it, would, it has OS X should mean that you will be able to add applications to it. But you can't. No. This is another reason that the analysts were saying that, that the iPhone is not going to be that popular with the higher end because here's, on here, my black... Here's the phrase on here. Here's the fifth tip. I'm talking. Oh, wait, he's in charge. <laughs> so uh, a lot of people that get a BlackBerry or get a Palm or get uh, some of these things uh, will go out and buy third-party applications to put on if they're a doctor or, uh, you know, whatever, and that's what they use for their work iPhone won't let you do that. Here's 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 the phrase that I that I have for this: closed but extensible. Yes. Meaning, it can take applications. It's just not going to let Joe Schmo add them randomly. Right. They're going to be the kind of thing like the iPod games that you Apple says this iPod game has been blessed. So, so and, and now you can buy it from the iTunes Store and give us a cut. Yeah. Apple's going to take a cut of every program sold for the iPhone. Sean, Apple's. That's is, a br- brilliant idea from Apple. It sucks for us, but it's brilliant for Apple. <laughs> we and we're going to get screwed we, again over and over and so over again, it, and we'll happily yeah, get screwed. Yes, sir. Well, may I, I have, thank you very much, Mister Jobs. May I, okay. may I have another? Uh, exactly. Uh, that's right. Yeah. I, I want to. Uh, Keith brought up a, a good point. Singular only. Is that a good thing? They didn't have a choice. They, they they had no choice. They had to go with some provider. They had to pick somebody because you can't negotiate with all these guys at the same time. They all want different things. And like like the singular uh, uh, CEO, <sighs> sorry, the fugue state I went into from the keynote. The singular CEO said they've been working with Apple for for many many years on this, and they agreed before they even saw the phone. Well, why did they do that? Because Apple gave them what they wanted and what they needed. They, Apple says there's going to be this number of people. It's going to be a closed environment. They're going to get switchers from T-Mobile and Verizon, that kind of stuff. Uh, these folks are, are, are you see all kinds of people who have gone to the singular website to find out how much is going to cost a switch, what the data plan is going to be. 
So, yeah, they had to find one provider. Unfortunately for some of you, it's singular. Some people... There's no good cell phone provider out there. Everybody hates some provider one way or the other. It's the, usually I, the one you have. It's generally yeah. the one you have, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hate Sprint because their customer service sucks. Uh, some folks hate Verizon because they don't have cool phones. Uh, only, only thing I like about Singular is rollover minutes. I use my phone about nine minutes a year, so I get to roll over my minutes. But I'm lucky I'm already on Singular. A lot except of folks when will I call change, you. except when you call and annoy the hell out of me. Yeah, but all those in-Canada minutes don't don't call <laughs> me. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, they, so, had, they had to pick somebody, and Singular AT&T, I mean, they're the biggest guys in the block in, in a lot of ways. I think it was a good move for them to, to pick the big guys. My, my beard wants to know. Um, Can we talk uh, about your beard for a while? Wait, wait. I've been creeping people out for, like, three expos. I'm tired of it. Your, your, beard, your beard wants to know on its own. Yeah, it's asking me a question. <laughs> the man so, is talking to his hair. <laughs> Do, how long do you think it'll be before they go to T-Mobile or um, Verizon, or do, will they ever go to C- CDMA? I, I don't think that. They I'd will, be willing to bet that there's a the exclusivity contract on the iPhone for two years from from Singular. That Apple says you can't unlock this phone, you can't let other providers use this phone. Usually, by the way, that deal's six months. But I'll bet Singular got a two-year deal out of them, and they'll renegotiate in a year and a half and see what sales are like. Apple does want it. For everyone to get it in their hands. Apple doesn't want to deal with just one company. But if, if they were all playing nice, it'd be great. Look at the example of playing nice. Apple had the CEO of Google and the CEO of Yahoo up on stage almost at the same time. How awkward was that freaking conversation? Hey, I am Eric. I'm Jerry. I'm going to crush you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, <laughs> only Jobs could do that. And you know, he worked with, with tried to work with T-Mobile, tried to work with those other companies. And they either wouldn't do what Jobs needed them to do or wanted more things than Jobs was willing to give up. Well, Jobs also had the Intel CEO, uh, Paul Ordovini, <laughs> walk out in a, in a fire suit. I yeah. mean, how many people are going to get him to do that? Suit. A bunny suit. That wasn't incredible. Well, I'm intrigued by the whole idea of these meetings because Jobs said, look, we've been talking to Singular for two years about this. Well, some of you may remember there was a rocker phone that came out about a year ago, <laughs> yeah. which was also through Singular and... You know, you imagine Steve Jobs and, the, and, and Mr. in the in the room there, and uh, you know, and the, the, and the Motorola guys are waiting outside. Oh, you yeah, know, and yeah. they're saying, "Okay, okay, shh." <laughs> yeah, we love the whole idea of that iTunes-enabled phone from you, Motorola. It's fabulous. Uh, okay, but only a hundred songs, and we're only going to sync over USB 1.1. Yep. So it's going to take about two hours to sync this phone. But we love this idea, and we're looking forward to working with you in the future. <laughs> the and meantime, the, Motorola the guy, guy from Singular is going, yeah. And then, and then yesterday or Tuesday, the Motorola guy, Ed Zander, the CEO of Motorola, went, ow, what the hell was, oh, it's Steve Jobs screwing me again. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry we don't have that on video. <laughs> so, oh, Sean. God. Hey, it's your fault. You invited me. You I knew. Know, I know. You knew what you were getting. This is not a surprise to you. But you gave me three beer beforehand. Hey, you want to come to a panel on Friday? Yeah. <laughs> He's Canadian. It's easy to bribe him. Just give him beer. Oh, wait, so am I. <laughs> so, Chris. Yes. Now that, that Apple has thrown their hat into this uh, lucrative market. Almost a billion cell phones were sold last year. What is Motorola going to do? Motorola, you know, I, I I really like Motorola phones, but Motorola has the suckiest OS that I have ever seen Torturous. in my life. Yeah. Uh, it's worse you, than Vista. You, you, <laughs> they were supposed to turn your mic off after five minutes. Really? So. Um, Nokia uh, uses Symbian for a lot of their devices. 
uh, a little bit better, but still kind of clunky. What are these two companies going to do in the next six months to, or a year to try and, and compete with Apple? I mean, Jobs was very clear up on stage in case you didn't catch it. We have patented, you know, however many two hundred, and yep. we will defend them. Yep. He is just inviting people, not Cisco, but other people, <laughs> to come in and 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 try and make a device that will compete with this. It's basically the corporate. You want a piece of me? You yeah, want a piece that's of right, me? Exactly. So I wrote a story last night. Just, just, just quickly before I get to this, I, and and I talked to Apple about uh, the Cisco lawsuit because obviously it's on everybody's mind. What about the iPhone? And and the quote in the story, and if you didn't see it, was we think Cisco's trademark lawsuit is silly. Silly. They called them silly. Yeah, silly. silly. Wow. So uh, virtual beast words. I love that. That was great. Silly. I, you know, I'm thinking, are, are you sure? Yeah, no kidding, yeah. It's <laughs> uh, really right. not. I'm posting right now. Are you sure? Okay. So, so Chris, back yeah. to this. What, what is Motorola and Nokia going to do? Well, I think this week they're uh, they're going to curl up well, in their beds and drink fetal position. And, <laughs> and eat Malamars. I mean, really, and just, you know, eventually... They're going to have to be coaxed out of bed and said, no, really, it's okay, and they'll be given a tonic, you know, that sort of tastes of liver. Uh, I think for right now, they're probably saying, you know, we're fine for right now because we can continue to sell the kids' phones and everybody else's phones because, you know, again, cell phones are, are almost disposable at this point, and they, they still own that big lighter part of the market. You know, I'm sure they're looking at that higher end of the market and going, uh, oh, okay, well, we need to rethink that, so... My guess is that on Martin Luther King Day, everybody's going to be working. And we're going to take a comp day about two years from now because we have got to burn the midnight oil. Everybody's working on weekends because this changes everything. The only advantage they really have is that there is a certain portion of the market that Apple's not going to go after right now. And that's right for now, but those you folks know who it's coming. Yeah. It's those, like the iPod market. That's right. Those folks who want a $99 phone or a free phone. Remember, Apple, the iPod market didn't sell anything under like 300 bucks the right. longest time because they were saying we weren't, we're not interested in the low end of the market. No, they were interested in it. They just hadn't developed anything for it yet. Yeah. Apple's going to say the same thing with the iPhone. We're not interested in that end of the market until they actually bring that $99 dollar phone out. And because these things are essentially commodities that are people, are, you know, particularly in the low end, that people are, are moving through fairly quickly, Apple doesn't care. They're happy to wait because as soon as they have the product, they believe it will be good enough to get, make people switch from whatever the other, you know, kind of throwaway phones are that they've gotten previously. Right. So, we can look which back are what at, I use. Yeah, so, we can you use know. this as a model. Of, I mean, it's simple, and but I'm a simple man with simple needs. Um, you can look back at, at the whole model of the iPod and what existed before. MP3 players that didn't work very well and they were kind of cruddy. And then the iPod came out and it changed everything. And then these cruddy manufacturers said, well, it's okay because nobody, they're not making a $99 one and we'll be fine. You know, I think everybody's learned their lesson now, right? So now comes just like before. Sure, cell phones are are omnipresent and to, everybody to be fair, has though, we're talking much, much bigger, much more right. powerful companies. So the creatives and the, you know, the other, the Arcoses, right. they, they were nobodies and Apple crushed them. Yeah, it, so. and it was a much more primitive sort of market, but we're at that same kind of sea change here before. It, we got used to cell phones and we got used to the inconvenience. It's sort of like, you know, hitting yourself in the head with a hammer day after day after, after a while you get used to it. Right. And it's sort of like, oh well, this is okay. So you know? is, is Motorola gonna do what, what Creative did and, and, uh, declare war on 
on Apple, and we're going to. No, they just got to design a much better product, and they they've got to realize it's a different world. They can't design a much better product. They haven't done it for years. You think this would be a a big enough kick in the pants for for those guys at Motorola going, oh crap, maybe we should develop a better phone? They've always known they should develop a better phone, and they haven't done it. Yeah, but now they've got. That, there's a serious fire under them True. to do it. In the past, they said, well, we're still solemn. But see here, the thing is, I also don't think that for the most part, these these guys haven't been de- – in, uh, in, they have no incentive to develop a better software yeah, true, for their true, phone. True. That, in fact, they do do cool hardware. They do he send off – scum- yeah. <laughs> Those Canadians, they're so easily amused. So look, I'm look, so don't, sorry. Put, don't put me in the scene. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor, MYOB. Are you a small business that loves the Mac? How about your accountant? How much do they love your Mac? With MYOB's easy-to-use small business management software, it doesn't matter. MYOB will send your accountant a free copy of the software, Mac or Windows, completely cross-platform. Since 1989, MYOB's award-winning software has empowered small business owners to manage their customers, vendors, inventory, payroll, and, of course, their accounting. To learn how MYOB can help your small business, visit myob-us.com. Attending Macworld Expo? Stop by booth number 937 and pay them a visit. MYOB. Mind your own business. Smarter. So, but the fact is, is that they do create um, cool hardware. And Motorola, they even have the idea of we'll send off a Skunk Works group and we'll send them, you know, we'll put them in Illinois and lock them in a room for nine months and they'll come out with something neat. But what they, so they just have never done that with software that I've seen and maybe that's what they'll do. The only problem is that they're facing these 200 plus patents. And so. And they also haven't, they don't have OS, something like OS 10 in the can. Right. Now they're going to the lab and saying, uh, okay. And and Nokia doesn't use Symbian. Yeah, they're going to use Linux. So you're actually going to be doing, you know, CL for call. Um, <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> it's really fast to type, though. That's right. Two oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't need predictive. Cause Command it's... line interface for your cell phone. Well, yeah. Great. But I, you know, and again, because I'm the fly in the ointment guy, you know, and this whole predictive thing on the keyboard. I'm never crazy about it. Well, it, it smells a little of... Like spotlight to me, you yeah. know, when yeah. when we started typing into spotlight and said it's so look how predictive it is. And I thought, oh yeah, but I know what that's like to live with. And yeah, yeah. So. yeah well, proof is in the pudding. We yeah, have to wait right. till they ship it for sure. Okay. Well, right now, the iPhone's vaporware. I mean, the iPhone doesn't exist. There's and like it, four therefore, on a it planet. can do everything. Exactly. <laughs> the problem is that's what we're all doing now. We're projecting what we want and feel. My wife wants XM radio on the iPhone. What? XM Radio, get out of here! Everyone's death ray. Death, death, death ray. Death ray. Death ray. Well, well, that was, no, I patented that. Oh, I have 200 patents with on that. better battery life. Because <laughs> it will kill you in 200 the different biggest, ways. The biggest complaint everyone has is is uh, lack of GPS. You've got that Google Maps functionality. I want you... the death ray to do GPS. <laughs> That's right. You were right there when I killed you. <laughs> well, see, the problem is it actually probably does do GPS, but it does cell phone GPS where the GPS yeah. is in the tower, so. You'd have to vaporize a block at a time. <laughs> okay, so we, we've uh, we've ripped apart the uh, singular CEO, um, death ray. Motorola. Uh, we've all agreed that the death ray is good. Apple Version TV, 2. Apple TV. For me, Apple TV needed a PVR. I, yep. you know, I, I know what Jobs is doing. Buy a TV show from us, and we will allow you to watch it. We're not going to allow you to record a TV show for free because you should have already bought that from us. Yep. Understandable, but still, it's not finished to me unless it has a PVR. Do you, do you still have antennas that pick it up over the air in Canada? 
I'm going to have to be much careful of who I invite here next year. No, they actually bring the shows by dog sled. <laughs> to our individual Eskimo huts. That's right. And, and they bring you a side of moose while you're there. Anybody have a question that they would like to ask these three gentlemen? I apologize to our Canadian listeners at home. Right. Apple is going to uh, announce quarterly results next week on Wednesday. Um, I just want to throw that into the mix. I, if there's any comments, I, I personally expect that they'll do very well on Mac sales given the holiday season plus pods, of course, with the new shuffle, et cetera. But I'm wondering if there's any additional comments Well, on I that. mean, the leaked story uh, from Apple with regards to how much they were going to make next month, a buttload of money. Apple's had historic quarters month after month after month. It's just going to continue. I think, I think they announced a quarter billion profit last, last, uh, one. It'll be the same, if not more. It would, um, it'll it was, be more of a it, was, it was half a billion. Yeah. They're yeah, doing. And this should give you a hint. iTunes, I mean, this was like, you know, Woodstock where the, where the, oh, man, the New York Thursday is closed, man. Yeah. That's what iTunes was on Christmas Day. They shut it down. Because every, I mean, and they've got a pipe bigger yeah. than this building. Yeah. And still, iTunes just, the iTunes store just died because yep. everybody was plugging in new iPods. So what does that tell you on Christmas Day? That's they right. sold so many of those things. And the, the, uh, igloo store down the street from my house would, would put up your, signs. Your hut. My hut. Would put up signs, uh, we have iPods. And then it was like later on that day, we have no iPods. No <laughs> Two days later, we have iPods. And, and people were, were right, I actually had friends calling me saying, can you get me an iPod? Oh, yeah. yeah. Let me just call up Steve. Hey, Steve, you got yeah. any iPods back there? In so your private pe- cash. People, people were frantic to get them, and as soon as stores would have them all over town, well, that's like a square mile, but uh, <laughs> everybody would, would jump on their dog sled and head down to the store, and, and they would be sold out. So I, I think that that's going to be reflected in the financials next week as well. Okay. Is this a bad sign that my wedding ring broke on my anniversary? What the hell? Uh-oh. Happy anniversary, Thank Sean. Well, that's, it's, seriously, the titanium just snapped. Okay, focus. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, get that guy over there. He's, he knows stuff. Oh, you have a question? Uh, this is, for those listening at home, this is Tim Holmes, who used to be, uh, you were the product manager for OS I, I, Evangelist. I, I was the head of uh, software evangelism for Mac OS seventh, uh, six through 10, 1. And he, cool. now he works uh, much harder in a coffee shop. Yeah. But they, but they do I, mail I order, so, you know, you, you can actually it. still take advantage of Tim all the time. That's right. I, 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 have, I disagree with some of your points you were making about, okay, Apple's now come out with something in a market where there are big players, as if size somehow brings talent. If, if Motorola, if, if Motorola simply didn't have the incentive to make a better product, Motorola can't make a better product yeah, because yeah. they don't have the incentive. That's right. They don't understand that settling is not okay. And this is true with Motorola. This is true with Samsung. Look at yeah. every product that's out there. They don't grasp how to make the product better. I don't think they're going to look at the, iPod, uh, the iPhone and say, we got to make something like that and we can send some guys in a room. They tried that. They tried it for their hardware, which is not miraculous. It's just better than the other crap that's out there. That's right, yeah. And, and I think a prime example of that is Microsoft. They have hired talent and hired talent and hired talent. Yep. And they still put out complete crap. And, you know, Vista looks like it might be nice, but it's not. <laughs> This is not a subtle difference in how they go about their business structure. This is who they hire, how they think, how they treat them, 
how they grow them, it's and a what fun, they allow them fundamental to do. aspect of the company. I, I agree with you 100%. People don't replicate the stuff yeah. that Apple does because people aren't the people that are at Apple. That's and, right. And yeah. the reason why I think it's different, not that they're going, not that Motorola is suddenly going to do good stuff, and et cetera, et cetera, oh, is that the cell phone industry is a network effect. That there's large companies making deals with other large companies that are exclusive. Um, so that things will not work anywhere else. So it's it's more of a political issue as much as, as a technical issue. So you're you're absolutely right. They're not going to suddenly come up with something that's better than the iPhone. Thank you, Barry Manilow. Always right. It just occurred to me, looking watching the, at the keynote of all the different revenue streams that are open to Apple now that weren't before this announcement. One is obviously selling the new iPhone, which they should call the Telepod or something, yeah, not based yeah. Cisco anything. Uh, but secondly, they've got. Uh, was there any conversations when you guys were talking to the people at Apple about downloading uh, directly onto the phone from the iTunes store? Uh, I mean, you know, if you, that impulse buy that you could actually take it right out, you know, pull it. With, don't even go back to your computer. Just get it. You don't even need a computer. Yeah, that's ultimately what you want is just music in the ether. Yeah. And you just right. grab it whenever, yeah. you, when you, whenever you care to. I think if that were... In the Rev One model, we would have said something. Yeah. My, my suspicion also is is that that's again that's that's the soft the softness of it all that they right. just add that at some point when it's ready. Yep. But the other thing is that like the whole ringtone market is a billion dollar a year business, and if Apple's going to control that. Yeah. Why? Did anybody here buy ringtones? Nobody. No, no, no way. None of you have ever bought a ringtone. Someone's no lying. One? Yeah, no. exactly. Who's under 16? Yeah. Uh, that explains it. Oh, okay. But still. I, I have Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, Crazy Train is my ringtone, so I don't need to buy Suit you, yeah. And it, yeah, and it scares the hell out of people, too. No, it's the beard, man. It's the beard. <laughs> my beard has its own ringtone. And, and <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, here, here we go. But Apple said nothing about whether or not you can... Uh, Load your, your your songs on your iPod and then hook those songs into your ringtone. Apple no, said I, nothing I, about that. I, I believe sub, subsequently, I believe it's been said no. They said no. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That because again, it's a it's a it's a business. Yeah, it's a right. billion dollar business, and Apple wants a chunk of, a piece it. of it. That's right. Why did Apple go outside of, of like iMac for their for their uh, email on this thing? For their iMap. Yeah. Why didn't they go with uh, with well, they already have iMap and and dot Mac. Yeah. Why didn't they expand that? Use the microphone to talk. Yeah. These things are really cool, my, you know. <laughs> my, my understanding with the, the email is that uh, the Yahoo Mail is uh, actually a push system closer to the, uh, to the BlackBerry. So you can use IMAP and you can configure it to almost be like that, but it's not going to be like that. And and it's not it's not standard yet. I mean, it's not the sort of thing that everyone has pushed IMAP. Although someone was telling me that uh, the, one of the big IMAP servers, Cyrus, um, is going to be doing it. And Jobs needed to have as many cool people up on stage to support it as he could. He so really, he really just wanted to get Google and Yahoo yeah, up there yeah, together. That's right. <laughs> like the he, psych. He was he was standing on the side just giggling his butt off. <laughs> wanted to be a dink. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. One, yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. Because, because now he could be, question? now uh, Jobs could play Yahoo and Google off against each other and make them do things. He'll make them jump through hoops. If if Yahoo won't do it, he'll say, "Well, I'll go over there and get get him to do it." So. Well, the thing with Dot Mac seems to be that most Dot Mac customers are basically paying a hundred dollars a year for a Mac dot com for a cool email address. Email yeah. address. Yeah, that's right. So that's right. Really, it's it's easy money for them. Yeah, I agree. So they're not. They're not putting that much effort no. into it. Oh, look at that. He's just giving stuff away. Ooh, stereo. Wow. <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah. 
Sorry, I got a shock. Actually, the, the one heard. guy who didn't show up on stage who I thought was going to was Paul McCartney. Yeah. No, seriously, four, because how many Beatles? References. How many Beatles covers were up there on that? And it was like, okay, I, okay, I get come, it. But... I'm waiting for the one more thing, and out comes Sir Paul. Yeah, you know? all you old white guys keep twitching whenever the Beatles stuff comes up. <laughs> Move on. I'm not twitching. I was just Jeez. saying I was surprised. I, you know, I know you wanted to see Gordon Lightfoot. Oh, hey, hey, but... hey! <laughs> but sorry, man. Gordon's Gord's gold is already there, Sean, as you well know. <laughs> Believe it or not, when we actually get together, you know, a group of us like this, uh, uh, having a beer, the conversation degenerates very quickly. The insults get thrown, food, everything else. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I just got brought out some more stuff. Hey, some of that stuff's gonna hurt people. Yeah, cool. I, I know. I told them I wanted to throw. You're Somebody, <laughs> and they will remain nameless, in some booth a few years ago, actually, um, there was a lawsuit All because right. he threw something, ch- tipped off some guy's finger, hit him in the face, and chipped his tooth. And he sued the guy on stage. Like, shut up. You were in there. You knew the danger. If anyone's going to sue anyone, okay. get the hell out now while he throws this stuff. All right? We're not being responsible. Okay. Are you referring to me? Ooh. <laughs> no, because. Oh, wait, wait. Jim, don't do it. Hang on. Wait one second. Wait for it. Okay. This is how it used to work, and this is how it's going to work now. Please raise your hand and say after me, Chris. Come on up. Hands up. You get nothing. Come on. Come on. Come on. You're here for free stuff. Chris, I swear I will not sue you or Mac Publishing should I get biffed in any part of my body. I swear. Okay. So that's legal. And, Jim, a tip for you, throw up and not at. (laughs) It's more accurate. That is not fun. Okay, over here. Here we go. Try to avoid the spinning action, too. (laughs) Then it becomes a shuriken, all right? If you spin it, they can't catch it as easy, and it just pings off their forehead. Just hold on a second. Okay. For, for you folks who don't get uh, cool swag from the folks at Macworld, I'm going to pimp my thing. Uh, North Hall... uh, North Hall at three o'clock in the other in the other conference. You know what? Same thing's going to happen. We'll talk about different stuff, but we got a bunch of cool stuff over there to give away too. So please join. And, and Sean will awesome. throw with with more arc. Much more arc. I'm yeah. a basketball, the old basketball player from way back. So. Yeah. Uh, pull okay. back from pull tab from back and shake. What? <laughs> if that explodes, it's on you, man. <laughs> See, you're not, no arc. There's no arc. What? Your free throws would not have gone in, okay. man. Okay. So oh, that was nice of you. You could have easily kept that. No, it's mine. We we uh, we actually have a giveaway uh, coming up next. That's our our Kozo panel. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks to to Sean King, Your Mac Life, Adam Inks, Tidbits, Chris Breen, MacWorld Playlist. Thank you. Thank you. And that wraps up our Macworld Expo Special Edition podcast sponsored by MYOB Small Business Management Software. MYOB helps you to mind your own business smarter. For more details on the items mentioned in today's podcast, please take a look at this program's show notes available at www.macworld.com slash podcast. This is Chris Breen thanking you for listening and reminding you that you can find more Apple, Mac, iPod, and technology news, views, and information at Macworld.com. See you next time when we return to our regularly scheduled podcasts. Yeah.